everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 591. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. And I'm Ari Rockefeller. Mako-chan is off tonight. Uh, she got a really bad sinus headache, so she's not feeling too well. So she's currently sleeping it off. Hope she gets well. Hope she gets feels better real soon. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if she ends up taking tomorrow off. So, anywho, got right. sick time for it. Might as well. I know, right? Anywho, Ari, right, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm freaking tired, man. I'll get into that. I'm just, I got, I'm just, uh, I'm going to have to eventually make, I'm going to have to make that appointment with the dentist because there's something with one of my teeth back there that's really, it's more like an annoying type setup, so, you know. <clears throat> Remember, kids, if you're going to have your teeth done by the Navy Corpsman, make sure they normally do it and you keep up with them, even when you get out of the service. <laughs> we are live tonight, week of May 30th, 2023, right here on Twitch TV, and it's right after uh, Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day, as the saying goes, some gave all, no, all gave some, and some gave all. Anywho, uh, moving right along here, let me flip this script, flip the script over here, there we go. I might have to get a new mouse soon. The second mouse in like three years I've had the I've gone through. Like the left click isn't as precision precision as precise as it used to be. I don't know what it is. Anywho, mine does this thing where if you click the uh, the button for back mm -hmm. on the mouse, it'll like click like two. It'll go back like two or three times. What I have been doing, which you could probably hear me doing it. I've been blasting like the insides of it with like compressed air, thinking there's something in it that'll just make it better. Mm -hmm. And I actually checked the warranty. The warranty on this mouse already expired, so I'm just like, well, I'll just have to deal with it the best I possibly can. Anywho, you can always find us here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Here Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern from from 9 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern. Again, that is Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And you can always check them out at Twitch TV slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8, followed by Orange Dogs Radio at 9. Uh, there is no Bobby this week. He is currently doing some announcing for, for SGDQ, Summer Games Done Quick. So definitely want to check that out and show a little love over there. And please come hang out in our Discord vognetwork.com slash discord every channel no every show that's part of the voice geeks network have their own channel so come through hang out and have a good time so i think it's all good in the hood so now we're going to go ahead kick things off i'm going to kick it over to ari and ask him how was your week how was your day uh well uh you know with the holiday weekend a lot of it's been work related mm -hmm. and uh i was on the overnight shift this past you know past three days so that's been a lot of fun. Mm. Like, completely destroying my sleep cycle. Like, 
I would, uh, you know, I'd come home from work around six to seven a.m. Try and sleep. You know, feel like I, you know, did all right, but then I realized only like three hours have passed. I'm like, oh god damn it. Jeez. So yeah, I'm on that nonsense again. But you know, thankfully I'm, I'm I'll be off it for a while, and now I'm just looking forward to uh, my vacation week. But that's about like this time next month. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I used to do overnights when I worked at uh, Starbucks years ago. It was only like once or twice a week, but still, I would feel it. There'd be those days I would do like the split shifts. I'd come in and work from like 6 to 12, then go back home, then come back and do like a 3 to 9. And I'm just like, oh. That sounds horrible. Yeah. But I will say this much about Starbucks. Whether it's a corporate store or a franchise, I don't know if they still do it, but I like the fact that if I wanted to go full-time, I could get familiar with the different stores and call around and see if they need anyone to pick up shifts so I could bounce from store to store to store uh, picking up hours because the drinks and the formula are the same everywhere you go. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Speaking of uh, overtime, I I didn't see you know any of it this weekend. I mean, uh, like I got like one call and it was mm-hmm. – and they didn't get it until after I had woken up. Right. And even then, they didn't leave a voicemail. So, I'm like, uh, okay, then I'll, uh, I guess I'll just take this time to relax. Enjoy that yeah. relaxing, dude. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's how things have gone for me. Well, that's good. Well, so, for my weekend day, um, I actually had a four-day weekend. That's right. Not a three-day, but a four-day. I was off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The company does that. They just, I'm I'm not going to complain. So, what's interesting is that this is like my second year with the company having a four-day, and I'm not fully used to it. It's like, I don't know, I think like, I was going to bed Sunday thinking, all right, I got to get up for work for Monday, but in actuality, I did not. So. Thursday, what I ended up doing was, originally, a friend of mine was supposed to come hang out that weekend. We were just going to go bum around the city and do some cool stuff, but she got sick, so she stayed home, so that's fine. So I went to go see Mega Ran live in concert out in the Brooklyn, Queens area. Yes, I live in Brooklyn, but where the venue was, it's like the Brooklyn-Queens border or something like that, I don't know. It's moving past hipster area. So I saw him, Schaefer the Dark Lord, and Whitney Payton, and a couple of other performers, and it was really good. So I picked up their albums, and and I gotta give uh, Mega Ran a special shout-out here. So what happened was, I think it was about a year, year and a half ago, his newest album, Live 95, came out. So and I and I bought and I ordered it. I, I don't know if it was an autographed one or not. So, I Ari, you've been here. Mm-hmm. This happens when you order something around the holidays and the package never shows up, or yeah. it says something on the tracking. You're just like, what the hell? So I never got the CD that I ordered. So I contacted the the, the company. I'm like, I never got it, you know. And I'm like, check the tracking. I didn't hear back. Or I got some BS excuse. I said, you know what? Hell with y'all. Next time I see Mega Ran in concert, I will buy another album. Simple as that. So, after he did his set, 
you know, I'm like, please tell me you have copies of Live 95. And he's like, I got them. So, I'm, and I told him what happened. And he hooked me up. And I was just legitimately shocked. Because I would have given him the money for it regardless. Because I'm the type of person where I will do whatever I can to support my friends. If you're going to give me a discount on something, that's cool. But I will never ask for a discount. If you want to give me one, that's fine. But I'll never ask. I'll buy. I'll pay retail. I'm like, I'm fine. Even when I was, even when I was working other jobs where I wasn't making as much money as I did now, I still didn't ask for. I still didn't. You know, I'm like, I'll, it just takes me a little bit longer to get the money together. But I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay for it. You know, simple as that. So, Mega Ran, thank you for that CD. Greatly appreciate it. Now, I will say, with the deal, you get a digital copy of the album. So, I have a digital copy. And you're probably asking yourself, Ron, if you have a digital copy, why do you want a CD? Simple. I like physical stuff, you know? I like having physical, tangible goods in in my um album here, in my wall here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I think I have it through not Bandcamp, but... Found one of those sites, you know. It's the music site that Epic Games bought recently. So it's through an app to stream all that music. I can go to the website and download it and just drop the tracks. Or or I can just grab the CD, do a rip, and just let it be. You know, either or. I just like having tangible goods. Now, same thing with video games. Unless that game is like on sale, dirt, cheap, digitally, I will buy a digital copy instead. But, you know. Yeah, and as Cedar Beery says in our chat room here, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, yes, in case the internet goes out, in case of a power outage, I like to still have physical media so I can use on backup power. Which reminds me, I need to buy a battery backup for the computer and one for the router in case there's a power shortage this summer. And I have a feeling it's going to be at least two. So I did that. I finally posted all of the photos from ZenkaiCon. So if you've been following us from ZenkaiCon, all the photos are up. And if you're on my Facebook fan page or my Instagram, and if you've reached out to me about the photos, I have sent you copies. If I did not reach out to you, I probably forgot or your screen name got lost in my messages. Like I'm scrolling up there trying to figure out who asked for what. Ping me again, I will send them to you. Like, I discovered somebody else I knew was at the con, and I didn't realize it was her, so I mentioned I'm going to send you copies of these photos as well. So, one, like I said, the downside of going to cons is that when your people are wearing masks, unless you really know the person, you don't know who they are. It's like it's kind of hard to figure out who they are from the eyes and the wig, so you know. I think I can count on one hand how many people I can identify while they're wearing a mask. So, you know. <laughs> um, let's see, besides that, I got some more stuff in from Otaku Mode. I adjust the lighting back there. So you can actually, if I move my head over here, you'll see more of the figurines that are sit that I have that uh, I have not properly put away. And also, you see where the My Hero Academia calendar is. For those of uh -huh. you who are listening behind that calendar is a door to my storage closet. I actually went in and cleaned it out. 
Damn. Yeah, I I pulled out all of my Christmas stuff and I'm giving it the Mako-chan. Except for my geeky uh, ornaments, she, I'm giving them to her. Because she does more into the holidays than I do. All I do nowadays, I just put up like an, a preset LED Christmas tree light. And I have like holiday figure, like ornaments and stuff. I just put them out on display. Still in the box, but I just put them out on display. That's what I do. And I just leave it at that. So I also found my old college graduation gown. I tossed that. I only thing from that I still have is the cap. That's all I really wanted because I actually put, I actually put um, iron on patches on there that I got from the ladies at Starlet Creations. So that so there's so that's that. Uh, let's see. So I didn't finish putting everything away. So because I have a three day weekend coming up due to some volunteer event at work I will having I have a little bit more time to put everything away and set it up the way it should be so I'm kind of good with that so that's been my week and day so now we're going to get into some housekeeping here uh, don't forget uh, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session episode so if you want to see episodes from weeks ago a few years a couple of years back they're all available there it's youtube.com slash anime jam session click on playlist and go to podcast vod it's right there it's that simple and also we have a bit of a our how our convention break is kind of shortened but it's still a long one but we will be at shikari con this year shikari con is a up-and-coming anime and gaming convention in the philadelphia area um, that is going to be August 19th to the 20th. Uh, I forget the hotel that it's going to be at. Um, I'll have that information a little bit later, but if you don't want to wait, just head over to shikaricon.com and put and use co um, code SHI and save money on your room. 119 a night. You can't beat that. I'm going to try to convince a couple of other friends to, uh, to come with, to come. And see if they'll do their uh, anime parliament panel there. Because that would be Double so Double Tree awesome. Suites by Hilton Hotel, Philadelphia West. Thank you. That's where it is. And I think because it's during uh, summer Fridays, I only have to work half days. Take the bus down to Mako's. And we'll just take our time getting out there. Because the con doesn't start until Saturday. So we might as well just take our time getting out there. Mm -hmm. Which sure as hell beats going at like... Getting up at like again, getting up at seven o'clock in the morning for like a two-hour drive out to Philly, you know. Okay, I was just double-checking on the map because uh, it's like in the like northwest Philly. I'm like mm -hmm. looking around; they got things like uh, you know, Benihana, ooh, uh, Chipotle, ooh, Legoland is nearby. Mm. It has been years since I had Benihana. Which is interesting. I just had um, hibachi for Bart for on for Memorial Day, and half the issue I had with that was finding a hibachi place that gives you hibachi fried rice as a part of your combo platter, your meal. Most of the sites, the, the restaurants I was looking up, you get hibachi uh, protein, which could be chicken, steak, lobster, all of that, with the veggies. And white rice. I wanted fried rice. 
But what was cool was this, they allowed, they had a substitute, you could get brown fried rice. And brown fried rice is actually not bad. I actually got sushi with brown rice. It was actually pretty good. I will tell you this, you really taste the salmon, but you know, you wouldn't know, Ari, so let's just leave it at that. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah definitely take my word for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is our Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspect of our lives and trying to show off some cool stuff. So what do you have for us today for our Geek Roundtable there, Ari? Uh, well, I wanted to show this off last week, but I couldn't because I was working the day shift. But mm -hmm. here's a couple things that uh, Mako gave me as a belated birthday present. Yeah. One of the, here's the first one, these little Pikachu figurines. It's uh, part of a series where like Pikachu's dressed up in the villain team outfits. Yeah. That's the Team Rocket cool. one looks good. And he does look devious. You gotta admit, uh -huh. Pikachu looks a little devious. Yeah, it's like a thousand... I, I look at this thing and think, there's like a thousand fanfics of you know Ash and Misty, me and Team Rocket, and Jesse and James switching roles like that. <laughs> and this other one she... Uh, she gave me was uh, this Pikachu is a uh, Iron Man. All right, that's with the cool. Infinity Gauntlet. That's really I like, cool. Yeah, this, I like this one definitely. I like to call him Iron Type. <laughs> nice. Because yeah, all like you know all the like except for like War Machine, like all the uh, Iron Man suits are like Iron something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad she got me these. They're very nice. Yeah, that's really awesome. I like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, the kimchi that, uh, Jen made for me was really good. Mm, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've had kimchi. I only have it when I'm out doing Korean barbecue, but still. Mm. Alright, so, like I said, I have gotten packages from Otaku Mode last week. I got four packages last and I think I showed off one of the uh, gifts, one of the uh, figurines I bought last week. So that came in, I think, that Tuesday or something like that. I think one came in Tuesday, two came in after my birthday, and one came in Saturday or something like that. So, uh, there we go. So I'm going to show off this one. Like, I finished watching Jujutsu Kaisen a while back. And I will tell you, there are some animes that I watch and I don't have a favorite character. And I, I'll enjoy the anime as a whole, but I won't, there's no, there's nobody on the show for me to buy a character of, or the character I do like, there's not, there's not a character available, but for this character, there is, there were two different figures. So I ended up picking the one that was more cost effective and it's, Maki Zenin from Jujutsu Kaisen. It took me... I couldn't... There was something about Maki's character that I like. Besides the fact that she's a boss bitch with the pole arm, she's just sassy and just petty and just snarky as fuck all while wearing glasses. A Magane girl that's sassy, snarky, and petty. That's I right up your alley, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. And I and I can, and I think I know at least three girls offhand that are like that. So you know, much respect. <laughs> I should talk to my friend Tori Hime and ask her if she's seen this show because I think she'd make an early awesome Maki. So that's what I have. So I have more stuff, and I'll be showing them off throughout um, 
on, on upcoming episodes. So just gotta sit down and wait and see. So now that we got that out the way, um, we're gonna go ahead and get into our fir first uh, stack of stories here. Um, or like originally we we're going to do round table, but um, I'm gonna take the first two. Ari, that we could just bounce back and forth, or you could take the next two. We'll figure it out one way or another. That's fine. All right. So this uh, news came across um my feed recently, and I just shared it to our Facebook page, and it's basically one of the founders of Anime USA uh passed away. And his name is Mark Yu. We do not know the cause of death at this time. So they're probably just going to leave it at that. But but um, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to show you all the... Um, they, they, they left a little uh, message on, uh, on, the, on the site, on, on their Facebook page. And I'm going to go ahead and share that out. Looks something, so go ahead and share that. Just the location. There we go. And for those of you who are listening to the show, basically what the message says is it is with great sadness we learn of the passing of Mark Yu. He was instrumental in founding Anime USA and was our third convention chair in 2001 before he moved away from Northern Virginia. Anime USA would not exist without his efforts in our early years. He will be sorely missed. We offer our condolences to his family and wish them the best. His family has organized a GoFundMe for those who would like to support them in this trying time. I do not have that link available, but once that link is available, we will post it on our Anime Jam Session Facebook page. And if you want to show some love to the con, if you can, hit up Anime USA this year. I went back in 2008. It was great. I really enjoyed myself. I think we're going to go next year. Get that out the way. And we have more um, convention news. Uh, this type of news, I, I have never liked to bring this up. I never like to discuss this. But we do have to because of what had, because of the nature of this article. It's far and few that we report this on the show. It looks like that a Columbus police officer took upskirt video of a girl at an Illinois anime event, which was Anime Central. This was something that I uh, was also posted on our Facebook page. It seems that a Columbus police officer who was placed on leave uh, last week, was it last week? Yes, on, on leave last week, has been charged with a felony in Illinois after reportedly taking video up the skirt of a minor female at an anime con. According to court records, 26-year-old Adam Nguyen was arrested on May 21st at the Donald E. Stephens Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago. A record of events at the convention center show an anime convention had been taking place there at the time. Nguyen was charged with unauthorized video recording and live video transmission. You mean tell me he was actually streaming this shit? Oh, it gets so much worse with every word. 
According to court records, he is accused of pointing a camera under the skirt of a girl and capturing video without her consent. Magoyan appeared in Circuit City and Cook County on May 22nd and was released on recognizance bond. He has a court date scheduled for June 23rd. Magoyan joined the Columbus Police Office Police in 20, October 2021. He was placed on administrative duty with pay on Tuesday pending criminal investigation. Class 2. The charge he faces in Illinois is a Class 3 felony, which carries a maximum punishment of five years in prison. Yeah, but knowing the cops, who knows how much punishment he'll actually t you know, have to suffer for. I mean, you kind of knew it right away when it said administrative leave with pay. All right, so there are a lot of people that I've come across that are angry about this. And this is all I have to say about that. When you have a union job, and Ari, you probably know this too. I've been there. When you have a union job, and there's some type of accusation that comes up, and an investigation that has to be done, 99% of the time, you are put on administrative leave. Leave with pay. That's coming from the union. The union put that down. So that's where that's from. And I understand in a situation like this, he shouldn't get that. Let's say it was something different, like it was a false accusation. Just saying. Let's say this cop was accused of something else. Even though there were a, like few cops and civilians who can vouch that this officer didn't do that. During the investigation, he is he or she is still suspended with pay till the outcome. That that's how that's how it goes. I have not heard anything new regarding this case, but if any new information does come up. We'll, we'll report it. And most likely, I have a feeling if this is his first offense, he's probably going to get a slap on the wrist and he might end up getting a dock in pay. A, and he might get bumped down a rank if he's if he already has one. So, And my thing is this. Maybe it's just me. I don't get... What do you really get off on... Just doing that. I mean, secondly, how do you, the hell? How brazen are you to do something like that? I mean, walking around. I'm just saying, walking around with like a selfie stick and you and you link. I I I, I just maybe his, maybe you thought being a cop made him untouchable. There are some people who think, depending on their field of work, they are. Anywho, we're going to move along to our next story, which is interesting. It's Osama Tezuka versus Capcom. That definitely sounds like a video game. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Ari, it's all you. All right, let me uh, bring it back up here. I kind of want to play um, the, the, the select screen from um, Tatsunoku versus Capcom, but... We'll probably get uh, DMCA'd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Back in October 2020, 
A historic crossover event between Capcom and Nozomu Tezuka took form in a way of an exclusive art exhibit held in Takarazuki City, Hyoko, Japan, at the famed Tezuka Ozamu Manga Museum. The exhibit is set to return once again this year at Ozama Tezuka Memorial Museum from June 30th through October 29, 2023. And a brand new promotional illustration was released on social media to promote the print, featuring a wide variety of characters from both companies. And the official release confirms characters in their Street Fighter VI iterations will be featured at the new event. Nice. There's still no confirmation of a Capcu versus Ozamu Tezuka fighting game. <laughs> but the event has introduced some amazing entertainment collaboration artwork to the world. And on the art, like on the uh, the page itself from Fighters Generation, I love going there because he's got a repository of like every single fighting game character from like every single fighting game you can imagine. Nice. Uh, let me get it from the chat real quick. Here we go. And uh, you can, re I recognize a couple of the art styles from like some of the artists, like from like 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 you were saying earlier, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Mm -hmm. uh, this first image here, which is like which says welcome which is you know dated 2020 so it's from the previous one you got you got the see mike hager uh phoenix wright morgan and uh I'm not sure who this other guy is with the stitch up face and his hand up in the air um that i don't know but um what i'm going to do now i'm going to share you've shared the link in the chat here i'm going to post it on our on our stream here so you can kind of see, you know, some of the information there. And there's two other images, you know, the advertising, and they're both mock-ups of Marvel vs. the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh, po poster, which I always love seeing in that style. Mm -hmm. I mean, this poster here is pretty cool looking. Mm-hmm. You got Cap, like, you know, Cap, one half of the page has, you know, was Capcom characters, the other one is. Uzama characters and they're all like glaring at each other. Like the first one kind of has their like counterparts, you know, lined up with each other. You see uh, Astro Boy and Mega Man. I mean, yeah, you got Buddha versus Ryu. I mean, come on now. But uh, I would love to be at this. I'm, 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 like I said, I don't know how if we'd actually get a uh, Ozama versus Capcom fighting game or what, like how that would go. I don't even think that would because I don't think there's enough characters in Osamu's works, you know, that could be used for a fighting game. You never know. They come up with some... Uh, uh, maybe if it was a RPG, like a yeah. Namco Cross Capcom. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, that. And a if it was an action-adventure game, absolutely, I could see that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Blackjack is like a healer and something like that, you know? That would be also, like, cool. the first one has uh, Rival School's characters in the uh, artwork, too. The first uh, image on the page, I mean. Mm. I didn't even you, realize. You saw it, too, right? Uh, hold on. Let me take another look at it from my from my other browser here. Um. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh... That, that's Hinata. Now, Rival which, School's? Which poster are you looking at? The first one on the t at the top of the page. Okay. Um... Yeah, just to the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see her. I see. I see her. She's right above. Sh Is that Sean from Street Fighter? No, that's Jamie. Jamie. He's okay. from Street Fighter Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I see Hinata. Yep, yep, yep. 
it's kind of funny when I when I mention Hinata, a lot of people think I'm referring to um from Naruto. Naruto. No, I'm like, oh no 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 no, my friend, I'm talking about Hinata from Rival Schools. You know, <laughs> uh, I used to t- I, if I wasn't doing Kiyosuke Sakura, it it was always Hinata Sakura, and that would confuse people even more. I'm talking about Sakura. I. And, and yeah, because yeah. No, the name Sakura is very common yeah, too. I I just forget her last name because I know Haruno. No, no, Sakura Haruno is Naruto. Sakura Kinomoto is Kasunaga. Kasunaga. Yeah, Sakura Kasunago, Street Fighter, Rival Schools, and all of that. You know, and and if it, if we're looking at a timeline or something like that, I'm just saying, Rival Schools falls within the Street Fighter Alpha timeline. So well. Yeah, like, and plus Akira was in a Street Fighter Five as DLC. No, was um who? Akira. Akira uh, yeah. Now, when I was Akira, was it an older version or was it basically like yeah, a, aged up, aged okay, up. okay. But basically, her brother was a uh, assist a ca- assist character who came in and for her uh, super combo and just you know a, tw- a brother and sister beatdown. Hmm. Got you. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, you want to take this next story about Pokemon? Mm-hmm. All right. It's all you. Okay. Uh, Pokemon fans can live on Jigglypuff Place or Squirtle Lane with a catch. Uh, there's a new housing development in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's named its street after multiple popular Pokemon. According to CBC, the suburb features names like Jigglypuff Place, Norlax Lane, Squirtle Lane, and Charizard Lane. Uh, one iconic miss, like, but no Pikachu Street. I didn't want to use Pikachu because I didn't really want it to stand out. The community was named after Pokemon, as if you, the other, as if these other names wouldn't be immediately recognizable to po- Pokemon fans. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she described. Uh, he also described how the oldest child suggested using Nintendo's adorable creatures as the inspiration for the development street names. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I can only imagine uh, what the like what the housing would market would be for uh, that like for that new neighborhood. I mean, you know, it's a, a you know development you know built from scratch in the middle mm-hmm. of the desert, so everything's got to be brought in, and uh, well. It's Vegas, so yeah. And as uh, C. Debiri says in our chat, in our chat here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam session, I'd be shocked if they didn't have a Dragonite Drive. Yeah, you, you can pretty much you know spitball any kind of street names you want with the like Lane Avenue Place, you know whatever other the uh, script what descriptors on it. But yeah, if there was a Pikachu Street. People would be dogpiling mm. one another to, you know, to get to get residents on there, and the realtors would know it and charge them accordingly. <laughs> and is this reminds me? I think it's in Vegas or somewhere. Like there was a contest where they actually gave away the, a replica of the Simpsons house, and. I read about that, yeah. and from what I understand, the winner actually just took a cash buyout instead. Yeah, somebody actually owns it, but I think they actually had to do up the paint job on it. If it's mm-hmm. not 
in Vegas. I think it's in New Mexico or something like that, you know. And still, you'd be living in a, you know, a TV set. So I'm not sure how, uh, how much I would want that. Besides, like speaking of New Mexico, like people will still try and get into the place where Breaking Bad was shot and try and throw pizzas up onto the roof. And also, Siri recommends Charizard Circle and Pichu Place. Starting to sound like a Pokemonopoly game. Uh, Pichu Place sounds like a TV show. For little kids, yeah. Yeah. I'd buy it. I mean, I would. I could see that happening, as in, like, in the Pokemon world. But you know what I mean. Yeah, and and to go back for a second here, um, for those of you who are listening to the podcast or just tuning into the stream or watching the replay. Um, before we do the show, before the show goes live, I do a pre-show. Some of you may remember, I always do like a 15-minute pre-show before we go live. But now that we're on video, I, we do a pre-show of a cover song or something like that. That way we don't get DMCA. And this one was, I did a cover of Butterfly from, from Digimon Adventure Zero One by, uh, I think it was uh, Bora Kim. Very talented uh, performer. Now, what I was what I was thinking was, I like how Butterfly was was really good to Digimon, and then there was the U.S. opening theme. It was just like, mm. and then I started thinking about Pokemon. I say Pokemon Master, I I could get hype hearing that. Like I think I have like five different versions of that theme. But also, when you think about the American Pokemon themes, you still get hyped with that. I just kind of feel especially like... since when they du- when they finally played the English dub of Ash versus Leon. Yeah, they used the first opening theme in the scene where Ash finally defeats Leon. And that's like the, he... the and... big hype, you know the big you know the big hyped up fight. Like, they did the anime thing where they play the opening theme to let you know that shit's really getting serious. And this is when he won his, he finally won his, um, he finally won a, a league. Like, no, the second league. We fought the, the one where he fought all the other champions. I thought the first one, somebody's saying the first one didn't count because you didn't need badges to enter or something like that. Hey, I'm just going by what other people say. Oh, I know. I I hear all the arguments. It says it's like they want every like they want to do everything in their power to completely downplay the achievements, as if they're they might as well just Ash you know beat Leon became world champion. These motherfuckers might as well just screamed, "No, my narrative!" (laughs) Motherfucker, it's. It's the aftermath of Super Bowl 52 all over again. Mm. Okay, so uh, what's up next? Um, a, a, a newfound favorite anime of mine, um, uh, Akiba Made War. I, 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 I'm going. I need to get this on DVD. The dub is available. I think as soon as Sentai Filmworks or whoever has the rights announced. So as High Dive says, it's coming to be a physical release. That's going to be a day one purchase for me. It's far and few that I will say that about an anime. And now we talked about this 
previously where there's going to be a stage play of Akiba Made War. And I'm just like, holy S. So basically, um, th there is a teaser video, a teaser screenshot that is available right now. Um, I'm going to um, share that with everybody that I can. Good looks. Huh. Oh, I see what I did. There we go. I was double checking the the browser view and it didn't even show it. So R, there you go. For those of you who are who are listening, uh the picture shows Ronco standing in front of Nagomi with her hand out and holding a 9mm in the other hand. So basically, think of this, think of Yakuza meets Maid Cafes. That's basically what it is. And it's it's, it's outlandish, but it's so good. So, after going out with a bang late last year, Akiba Maid War is reloading another round of cutesy gang violence for its upcoming stage play that set the run from September 6th to the 10th, 2023, at the Haku Hakuhenken Theater in Tokyo. A teaser video was unveiled today depicting Hinata Sato as Nagomi Wahira and Hotaro Nomoto as Ranka Manin. The adaptation is being directed and written by Keita Kawajiri, who previously helmed the Mob Cycle 100 stage play series. This is an original project produced at Studio PA Works, who worked on Ya Boy Conming, which I have to finish that one. The Akiba Maybor anime was directed by Soichi Masui, who worked on Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, with series composition by Yoshihiro Hiki and character designs by Manabu Ni, who worked on The Day I Became a God, and also served as Chief Animation Director. Sentai Filmworks, which simulcasts the anime on High Dive, that's what it is, as it aired from October 7th to December 23. The description of the series is, In the spring of 1999, bright-eyed Nagomi Wahira moves to Akihabara with dreams of joining a maid cafe. She quickly dons an apron at a cafe, Tan Tokotan, a.k.a. the Oinky Doink Cafe. But adjusting to life in the big city isn't easy. Here with the door, Ronko, who never smiles, Nagomi must do her best to elevate the Oinky Doink Cafe all over Maid Cafe's vying for top ranking, but she soon discovers not everything is as it seems amid the frills and thrills of the Maid Cafes of Akihabara. I hope there is a an international release of this or there's a stream of this online because I, I I have got to see this. I have got to see this. Rami, you're gonna take the second one as well because I gotta run to the bathroom real quick. Go, go go I will I will take the second one. Don't worry about that. Alright, I'll be right back. Alright, let me uh turn this off. Let me uh make some proper adjustments here. There we go. So let's see what else got here. We're going to talk about uh, Yen Press's acquisitions at MCM London, which is yet another read pop uh, convention. Right, you can boo them all you want. I don't care. 
I, I kind of, honestly, I feel the same way as you all. <laughs> so, that, remove that, remove that. Okay, so, again, press uh, made an announcement about some acquisitions at this convention, and I'm going to give you a brief rundown of what was acquired, so if you're interested in, t in checking them out. They were there alongside uh, parent company Kodansha to detail his latest slate of new acquisitions slated for release this year going into 2024. Um, let's see. The acquisitions are a span of novels, mangas, art books, Korean manhwa through its sister brand, Eze Press. So we're going to see the Fruits Basket complete uh, illustrations art book. We're going to see Higurashi, When They Cry, the Go Anthology comic, which Higurashi is one I need to sit down and watch. Now we're also going to see um, Agent of the Four Seasons novel, Lord Hades' Ruthless Marriage, which is another manga, Kiss of Kiss the Scars of the Girls, another manga, and a, Man, a manhwa, which is The Villainous Turns the Hourglass. And for those of you this manhwa is basically a Korean manga. So, and it, we're going to go with this for Fruits Basket. This is coming out to commemorate the, the anime adaptation of the manga. That's that's basically what this is. Uh, Higurashi, uh, basically description of this is, it's June 1983. While it normally signifies an inescapable doom for Rika and her, close, and her, and her closest companions, a crew of guest artists bringing its cheerful vitality to life. Join the gang in an early summer adventure. So basically, an anthology is when a bunch of other artists draw something together. Um, Anarch Press was known for doing this with their Ninja High School series. They had uh, Girls of Ninja High School, which was which was an anthology series. And there was also the Ninja High School Yearbook, which I think I have almost all of them. I kind of hope AP puts out, like, yearbook anthologies. All right, Agents of the Four Seasons. The brief description is, the Four Seasons are complete. Daisy, the agent of the Four Seasons, carried the burden of the cycle. When spring disappears, she must overcome hardship and fight back against disgrace. Lord Hades' Ruthless Marriage. Hades refuses to give up his life as a single god, unconvinced that love and marriage are worth the hassle. But when Eros shoots him with an arrow of love, will he be able to avoid falling for the next person he sees? Kiss the scars of the girls. Within a forest is an academy for girls, and its students share a secret, that they're all vampires. To learn to hunt without attracting human attention, the maidens forge bloody bonds of sisterhood. What fate will their ties bring? The villainess turns the hourglass. Arya faces death for misdeeds. But her stepsister Miel revealed that she manipulated Arya. Instead of dying, Arya is sent back in time with a mysterious hourglass. Now Arya has one goal, to destroy Miel's life. Wow, talk about payback. Hmm. Um, Ari, what's up with Anime Expo? Uh, what indeed? Uh, they're hosting <clears throat> Yoshiki, Takayuki Hiro in the Castle of Love Life franchise and more. Nice. 
Staff of Anime Expo revealed on Sunday that this year's Anime Expo Con will host Yoshiki in a special event discussing his writing process for several anime theme songs in collaborations with other artists from around the world. The event will also host director Takayuki Hirao from God, you know, for God Eater and the Garden of Sitters. As a guest of honor, several cast members from the Love Life franchise, Bleach voice actor Masakazu Morita, and ZOM 100 bucket list of the dead manga creator Kotaro Takada. <clears throat> Yoshiki has a long-running career both in the band X Japan and as a solo artist. He composed songs for anime such as X, Attack on Titan, Saint Seiya, and Buddha the Great Departure. <clears throat> uh, X Japan's most notable anime contributions were the songs in the X2 music video co collection and later X movie. The animation Mad studio Madhouse adapted both productions from Clamp's X manga. Uh, the surviving original band members, Toshimitsu Dayama, Yoshihiki Hayashi, Tomowaki Pata Ichizuka, and Hiroshi Heath Morey, reunited in 2007, ten years after the fir they first disbanded and nine years after the death of guitarist Hideto Hide Matsumoto. Uh, Yoshiki, Hyde, Sugizo, and Miyavi have been recently formed a new band called The Last Rockstars. Which, not for nothing, that... I, I do like that name. Mm -hmm. Definitely sounds like a... Uh, like a rock opera or something like that. Yeah, a couple of my friends saw The Last Rockstars when they were in... when they were in concert back in February. They actually enjoyed themselves. That's good. Uh, the conventional host... Hero as guest of honor on July 1st. He will attend the event screening of Pompo the Cinephile and participate in the Q&A session in room 403 at 1.30 p.m. PDT. So if you're going to the convention and want to see him, here's your chance. Okay. And don't forget the last little part there. Oh, hang on, let me bring it back up. Uh, let's see. The event will host the following cast members of the Love Life franchise on July 1st in the JW Marriott Platinum Ballroom at 6 p.m. Aiko Kobayashi, voice of Yoshihiro Tsushima, the Tsushima from Love Life Sunshine, Yohane from Yohane the Parhelion, Sunshine and the Mirror, and Yu Tenma from Farewell My Dream, My Dream, My Dear Kramer. I've met Aiko Kobayashi uh, back in, we was 2019. When she was part of the Guilty Kiss group, so I was one of the lucky people to, to win the lotto, the lotto to meet to meet the group, <laughs> and it it was a bunch of us. I'd say at least a couple hundred people won, but you were basically getting like their thank you cards and walking through for like ten fifteen seconds. I was perfectly okay with that. All I know is Aika loved my uh my uh, my Johanne hoodie that I wore, which I still have hanging up outside the closet here, and my um, uh, Fallen Angel uh, shirt, which is based off of um, uh, Ari, what is that wrestling um, stable that's very popular? Bullet Club? Thank you, yep, Bullet Club, yep. Shirt, shirt's based off of Bullet Club. I think I need to dig that out and wear that this weekend, so. There's also Mayu Sagara voice of Kasumi Nakashu from Love Live Niji, Nijigashi High School Idol Club and Sayuri Date, the voice of Kenan Shibuya from Love Live Superstar. Yep. Okay, let's see what else we have. Um, we have 
one more story left, and it's a big old oops on from the cultural from the agency of cultural affairs. <laughs> the culture is actually damn good. No, it isn't. Not to what you've done. <laughs> So yeah, last Tuesday, social media exposed a rather embarrassing mistake by the Japanese government's Agency for Cultural Affairs. Sunkei News reported that the agency's website, which has long been dedicated to cracking down on piracy, accidentally made public the URLs of the top most accessed manga pirate websites in Japan. The document was first unveiled at last August, but the flaws were only noticed after an employee saw the topic spreading on social media on May 16th. The Agency for Cultural Affairs took it down later that day. The agency commented, we will absolutely implement a checking system to ensure that a similar problem does not arise in the future. The list was first used as in, an information presentation on copyright aimed at educational prof professionals. <clears throat> it was intended to highlight the access, num access number of the top manga pirate websites in Japan based on data from authorized books of Japan, a trade group, and similar web. Crucially, the list blacked out the URLs and names of the website, but it was possible for any user to reveal the URLs by hovering their mouse over them. Whoops. Okay, okay. You got, all right, for, for what it's worth, I can understand that Fox call, because you're not going to really realize that until you're like, oh, shit. Put in the, the JavaScript code to hide that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Japan's content... Overseas Distribution Association, CODA, released a study in April citing losses of one, between 1.9 and 2.2 trillion yen. That's about that's about 14 to 16 billion U.S. dollars. Due to piracy of the Japanese entertainment, including manga, anime, music, and video games. The figure marks a five-fold increase from the association's previous 2019 study. The numbers are based on market surveys and consumer questionnaires. Coda attributed the rise of piracy to people spending more time indoors due to COVID and a proliferation of streaming services. I guess when in Japan when you they ask when you ask somebody are they a yar or pirate or a yo ho ho pirate, they're a I'm like like I'm not spending all this money to buy physical copies of manga kind of pirate. <laughs> so yeah, it costs them. AVJ reported that manga piracy cost the industry about little over one point one trillion yen a year. That's about eight point six billion dollars. And uh, you'll say it's quite popular. <laughs> now there was now I checked the forums about this, so there's a couple of comments, and it's just yeah no. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but, you know, it's just... Alright. Sure. Whatever, dude. Okay. So now that we got that out the way, we're at the part of the show that y'all really enjoy to stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, this is where we talk about more interesting uh, articles coming out of Japan. So, let's see what we got here. Um... Uh, we're not gonna do both of them. We'll say we'll. I think we should save the Sailor Moon one for for Mako next week. Yeah, she'll love. I'm sure she'll love to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Which one do you want to do? I'll take the one about the uh, textbook. Okay, I thought you was gonna take the sushi one, but 
I, I know I can't, you know, go in the, like go anaphylactic just by reading about sushi, but you just find the other article a little bit more funny. Yeah, I, and I and I, to, and I totally get it. I, I totally do. But this first story we're gonna tell you about the return of conveyor belt sushi. We talked about this a while back, where one company, what restaurant chain, was going to stop doing that, but they're bringing it back. Actually, no, I don't want to play that. Here we go. Uh, sushi rolls conveyor belts have stopped for months, but company president says it's time to start them again, especially for one group of diners. With over 600 branches nationwide, Sushiro is Japan's biggest revolving sushi chain. Actually, though, depending on how you do the math, you could also say it's a multi-way tie for Japan's smallest revolving sushi chain. Since the total number of Sushiro restaurants with sushi making their way freely around the conveyor belt is zero. But that wasn't always the case. Sushiro's current and complete lack of revolving sushi plates on the, conveyor, on the chain's conveyor lanes is a result of a disgusting prank video that surfaced in February, which a teenager at the ch- restaurant licked a self-service soy sauce container and a teacup at his table, leaving them in their sullied state for the next diner to use. And this is something we talked about way back when. At least one other revolving, su- revolving sushi restaurant prank video, this was at a different chain, was posted online around at the same time. But consumer trust in shambles, Shushiro made the decision to stop its conveyors and switch to offering made-to-order sushi only. Delivered via an express lane belt, this sushi is only for the diner who ordered it. No prepaid sushi on the plates to go around and around the restaurant for anyone who wants to take them and be offered. So, Shushiro is ready to start revolving again. In an interview with Japan's Yomiuri Shimbun, Koichi Mizutome, the president of Shushiro's parent company, Food and Life Companies, said that this summer is the projected time frame for the return of free-to-grab revolving sushi at Sushiro. The experience is much more lively when there's a variety of different types of sushi going around the conveyor belt, Mizutome asserted. There's definitely a visual appeal to seeing Brightly colored plates moving around the restaurant and being able to see the sushi of the day before deciding what you want to eat has some definite benefits. Sushi newbies may encounter a type they haven't tried before or rediscover one they have, but forgot the name and so they can't order directly. For veteran sushi fans with a keen eye, there's the advantage of being able to visually check that day's fish, discerning the moistness and fat content which is both highly desirable of the different options and choosing the ones that look the best at that exact time. Mizutome says that being able to see and choose from the plates of revolving sushi is especially popular with children. Families, with families making up a big portion of revolving sushi restaurants, clientele, Shishido obviously wants them to enjoy coming to their restaurants and keeping the kids happy helps keep mom and dad happy too. Makes sense. In addition, while Mizutome doesn't directly mention them, overseas travelers visiting Japan also tend to get a really big kick out of seeing and grabbing from the re- freely revolving plates since it's a uniquely Japanese dining experience. No specific date for the resumption of revolving has been set yet. Schools in Japan go on summer vacation in July though, 
But taking into consideration that Mizutome's comments about kids, odds are Sushiro will be back revolving sometime that month, if not earlier. Now, to go back to uh, travelers visiting Japan to see revolving sushi, depending on where you live, you already see that now. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, tri-state area, there are a few revolving sushi restaurants that you can go to. It's probably not the same as one out of Japan, but it's the closest, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you generally don't see uh, you know, things like this in this country. Mm. I knew there was a revolving sushi place in, in the Queen Center Mall, but I never went, so I think it's gone I, or something like that, so... And as Calliope says, Kira and Edison is such a great revolving sushi restaurant. Pura Sushi. That's the chain that I was referencing a few minutes ago. I wanna I wanna go there. I wanna I wanna try revolving sushi. I have a three day weekend. Maybe I'll schlep out there. Who knows? Yeah, see. Alright. Ari, I believe the next story is on you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see, where is it? Okay. A new English textbook for Japanese learners is completely full of crap. The star of the Onko Drill series of educational books is an anthropomorphized coil of poop. Oh, God. Oh, boy. At some point, Japanese publisher Bunkoyashi referred early as the word drill can be used to describe both questions in the textbook and the shape of which poo is most commonly drawn in Japan. Ugh. Thus was born the Unko Drill Series, Unko being a Japanese word for poo. Like America's Four Dummy books, there are now Unko Drill textbooks on a variety of topics, with the twist of the examples and explanations always feature the word Unko in them. Newest member of the Unko Drill Live, which released this month, is 1000 College Entrance Exam Unko English Chukugo. Uh, Chukuko is a Japanese word that can translate to either idiom or compound expression. And the schedule and the selected and the entries are selected to following a thorough review of actual college entrance exams so they cover material that appears on past tests. Uh, each ja each entry is accompanied by Japanese translations and description of how the phrase is used, like a apply to the principle I discovered should apply to all the unko in the world. Mm. You should look for someone who could understand the value of your shit. <laughs> Metaphorical or or physical? <laughs> uh, time went on as all gets the unko on the desk. I see someone didn't want to put in a two weeks notice at work, huh? <laughs> see, you do that, you don't mistakenly take someone else's shit home. <laughs> Again, metaphorical or not. Did you ever see Don't Be a Menace in South Central drinking your juice well, in well, Yeah, can you hand me that shit over there? On the, like, yes! And it does, it's actually a spice labeled shit. And he actually sounds like, like Ooh. <laughs> I heard that if it ain't sneezing, you ain't sneezing, it ain't seasoning, but god damn. <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, the Bunkyosha uh, Knowledge Press leads that 
Unka was poop in English. It's untranslated in the text. Yeah, so me adding shit, you know, liberally is, uh, that's mine. Still, there's a bit of method to the madness. Vocabulary, vocabulary, especially compound phrases, are easily remembered and there's some context around them. By keeping Unko in its original Japanese, it creates an immediate and memorable mental image, which hopefully makes a new target vocabulary easier to remember. So, yeah, when it says it's full of shit, it's not... It's not just words vomited on paper. It's actually actually pretty clever now that I uh, I read through it. I mean, hey, if it helps these people like, helps people learn English, then um, you know, more power to them. That's not charitable. Ah, <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, will that be it for the night? I think that is it for tonight, my friend. Um, yeah, how are we going to come back after that note? We just don't. We just roll in the shit and get up on out of here, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, sure enough, beats rolling into deep. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up the show. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters, independent bloggers. We do this for the love of it. So what we like and don't like, we're actually mean that and we're telling you that. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find not just our weekly podcast, you'll find links to our YouTube page for convention video coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay convention coverage with ZenkaiCon photos already up. You'll find our convention reports where you'll also see the ZenkaiCon report up as well. You'll also find um, cosplayer interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, anime reviews, editorials, and a lot more all at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like the podcast, check out some of our older episodes. Take it on the go with you. Uh, you can find us through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. And what's cool is some of these apps allow you to leave a five-star review or a review in general. We greatly appreciate it if you could tell us what you think of the show. And don't forget to... Throw a couple of bucks in our tip jar if you can. If you are participating with us live, there are links below to our Ko-Fi and our stream elements. If you want to throw us a few dollars, we appreciate that. Or you can just cheer us on with bits in the chat room. Or you can also subscribe to the channel and give out gift subs. All of that, we truly appreciate. Now we're going to go around the room. Last words. Ari. Uh Hopefully, when I I can actually fall asleep and you know get a decent amount of sleep after working overnight, because I'm still feeling pretty drained. Gotcha. I got some new ocean bombs in, so I'm gonna try the white grape flavor and watch an episode of Law and Order, and then start on Castle Point photos. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. 
I think it's just uh, the three of us. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, so next week it'll be me, Ari, and Mako. And the week after that, Barry will be joining us. It's always good to see her on the show and have fun with her. So that is it. End of list. Um, Yeah, that's it. I think we're done. So let me see what this is. That's fine. So I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. And before we check up on out here, we want you to know uh, Pride Pride has started. As you can see, we left our flag up all year round. There's no reason for us to take it down. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to stay there. So I'll be wearing, I'll be rocking my Pride shirts for, 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 the, rest of the, for the rest of the month. So of July, of June. So that's it. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. Great fight. Great night. And say goodnight, Ari. Good night, Ari. Awesome. Perfect. We're out of here. See you all next week. Jamathane.